Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 16, beginning at verse 1. Saturday evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled aside. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, don't be, don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there, just as he told you before he died. The women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. Then they briefly reported all this to Peter and his companions. Afterward, Jesus himself sent them out from east to west with the sacred and unfailing message of salvation that gives eternal life. After Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping and told them what had happened. But when she told them that Jesus was alive and she had seen him, they didn't believe her. Afterward, he appeared in a different form to two of his followers who were walking from Jerusalem into the country. They rushed back to tell the others, but no one believed them, but no one believed them. Still later, he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together. He rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. All of Mark chapter 16. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the Great Commission 
the calling you've placed upon the, we, the church, to go into all the world and make disciples, to go into all the world to preach the gospel. Thank you for the privilege, the honor, the blessing, and the responsibility we have of being ambassadors for your kingdom, pointing the world to the Lord Jesus Christ, letting them know that he is the only way to salvation and eternal life. Lord, anoint us afresh today with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship. Empower us to be a church. Set us on fire afresh to be the church you've called us to be, fully committed with the, your grace, mercy, and passion to carry the gospel to a world that desperately needs to hear it. Help us to be faithfully about your business today and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. Isaac is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for this time, and thank you for Pastor Joseph. Thank you for the Hour of Intercession and American Family Radio. Father, I ask that you would move through us right now, that we would be vessels for your will, that um, you would tell us what you want to do. Um, I know that you love everybody and that you want to you want to give... You've called us to, to share the gospel because you want other people to see your love too. So, Father, ask that you'd give us strength, that you'd give us motivation, that you'd give us boldness, and that you'd grow us in uh, faith and maturity and in wisdom to, to be able to share the gospel and show other people your love and not just talk about it, but to live it out too, and that to be a way of ministry as well. Father, thank you so much for uh, Pastor Joseph and the guests coming on, and uh, please speak through them today. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Again, as always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. I want to remind you once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And as we often do, as we share articles on the broadcast, if you wanted to get a copy of the article, we're certainly encouraging you, please do get a copy to use for you and your own family and the discipleship that happens in your life and in the life of your family. But of course, always we're encouraging also to forward them on to um, co-workers, fellow church members, extended family, and otherwise, any and all that the Lord puts on your heart to share them with. One of the goals is that we would be co-workers in doing the work of evangelism and discipleship that way and doing it by way of email. And that's one of the many ways we can do just that. This letter, excuse me, this article we're about to share is entitled, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. And again, it too is a, it's an it's a article, but also a gospel track art slash article that we're encouraging you to get as well. Again, the title, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 5 tells us, But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions, excuse me, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Again, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. Then Luke chapter 16, verses 27 and 28. Then the rich man said, Please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. Again, Luke 16, verses 27 and 28. The following are two letters sent as if these two young men had the unique opportunity to send a letter back to their living parents after their lives came to an end on earth. The first letter. Dear Dad and Mom, it's me, Jack, and I just wanted to share my experience after life ended on earth for me. After I took my last breath lying on that hospital bed, 
I felt myself rise up. I saw you both as you started to cry. I wanted so much to comfort you and tell you that all of a sudden, I didn't hurt anymore. I wanted to let you know that I felt fine. But as I stood up, I noticed that my body was still lying in the bed and not moving. But I felt great. I was completely healed and well. All of a sudden, two very tall, beautiful angels walked into the room. Each one took me by the arm and whisked me away. We went right through the roof of the hospital, flew at an extremely fast speed into the sky and through space. And very quickly, we passed through the gates of heaven. Dad and Mom, I wish you both could see this place. It's so beautiful. I don't have words to describe how beautiful it is here. Everything is so bright and pretty. The streets really are made out of pure gold. The houses and other buildings are stunning to look at. And everyone here is just so happy. The whole place is awesome, bright, and glorious. Then, very soon, my escorting angels told me, He's coming. As I looked, there walking up to me was Jesus. Oh, he was so gloriously beautiful and wonderful to see. He came up and gave me a big embrace. It felt like I was covered with love and grace all of a sudden. I'm so thankful to the Lord for saving me. I'm thankful that I committed my life to the Lord and served Him while I was alive. Praise God. Suddenly I thought to myself, I wish I had told many more people about Jesus and how to be saved. I wouldn't want anyone to miss Him or to miss living in this wonderful place called heaven. Love in Christ, Jack. The next letter. Dear Dad and Mom, it's me, Reg. I wanted to let you know about what happened after life came to an end for me on earth. After I stopped breathing, I apparently left my body. I tried to talk to the two of you, but you couldn't hear anything I was saying to you. I looked at my bed and saw my lifeless body, although I was standing right beside the two of you. Then, all of a sudden, two of the most horrible-looking creatures I've ever seen walked through the walls of the room. They were demons. They quickly walked up to me before I could yell and grab me. I yelled and asked you both to please help me. Help me get away from these horrible creatures. But you couldn't hear me at all. The creatures dragged me as I was kicking and screaming at them to let me go, but they wouldn't. They said, come with us. You belong to us now. A huge hole appeared out of nowhere in the floor and they dragged me down into it. I cried out, screamed, and yelled as loud as I could, let me go. And they just laughed at me and kept pulling me down the hole, down, down. The hole was a dark tunnel, dark, so dark. They kept pulling me down, pulling me down. The deeper we went, the hotter it became. Finally, we reached the bottom. I felt like I was being scalded all over my body. I was burning on every inch of my being. The demons grabbed my wrists and clamped chains on them. Then they threw me into some kind of cell. It was so hot. And the whole place smelled awful. A stench much worse than any I had ever smelled. I was in unbearable pain and agony for the extreme heat and pain all over my body. I said, please, I don't want to be here. Let me out. But the two demons laughed at me and walked away. In the midst of my agony and pain, I looked through the door of my cell and saw many more prison-like cells, almost just like mine as far as my eyes could see. 
and I could hear what seemed like thousands of moans and groans and cries of men and women in agony and despair. Their groans and cries poured out from all the cells. I'm no longer an atheist. Though I was an atheist most of my adult life on earth, I now believe in God. I believe in God and heaven and hell and all those things preachers used to talk about in church and on TV. I used to make fun of preachers, laugh at them, and call them ignorant fools. Now I realize they were right, every one of them, as they preached the Bible. I wish that now I had just one more day to be alive, one more day to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. If I had only one more day, I would listen to the gospel, and I'd run to give my life to Christ. But for me, it's just too late. Dad and Mom, please tell my brothers and sisters, cousins and others, tell all my friends, give your lives to Jesus Christ today. Don't wait another day. This place is so terrible, just so awful. Don't come here. Get saved. Don't make the mistake I made. Give your life to Christ this day. Don't come down here. Your son, Reg. If you desire to come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and to spend eternity in heaven with him and avoid spending eternity in hell, you can. In order to make that step, you're invited to pray a prayer to commit your life to the Lord even now. Would you simply with me pray this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came to this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, that article is entitled, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. We'll be right back.
music of Planet Shakers with Only Way, a reminder that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life and eternal salvation. Uh, just before the break, we again shared an article entitled A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell that we did write and had the opportunity to put on the AFA stand at afa.net. I want to remind you, if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get a copy to you. Again, it's a goal, it's a tool to help share the gospel and uh, both an evangelism and discipleship tool. We are very honored and blessed to have with us once again Brother Philip Buttram. He's the president of the Gospel Track Society. Brother Philip, how are you today? God bless you. I am well. I am blessed. Okay, great to have you once again. And again, a number of our listeners have may recall some of the other broadcasts where we had you. It's always good to have you to come back and share about both the work and the mission of the Gospel Track Society and remind and encourage listeners to get involved in the work of carrying out the Great Commission in ways that they can and would. So before we go further and you further introduce yourself in the ministry, would you take time to pray for listeners to, to be listening for all the Lord wants to say to them today through the broadcast? Oh, absolutely. Father, oh, Lord, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Father, we ask that you would just infill our our vessels with the Holy Spirit, that you would open our ears, Father, that you would allow us to see you, the truth of your word. Father, challenge our hearts with the realization that time is short. We need to be about your business. We need to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with our loved ones, with our coworkers, with, with strangers on the street that you, you lead us to. Father, use our willing vessels to fill the kingdom and bring glory to your name. We yield ourselves to you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, uh, Brother Philip. Would you take time now to further introduce yourself and then to introduce and or reintroduce to our listeners what the Gospel Tract Society is, what it's about, what its mission is as well? Oh, absolutely. I, I am blessed. I am privileged to have the legacy to serve uh, in this ministry. Uh, Gospel Track Society is a, a nonprofit ministry. Uh, we, we're servants for God, and we are called to this. My, my father was called to this ministry back in 1926 as he was studying for uh, a missionary uh, role in, in, in China. And God said, no, I want you to print my word. And through a series of events, God opened the doors, and he began to print the, the gospel of Jesus Christ without influence of man's opinion, without denomination, just the pure word of our Father. Over the years, the ministry has grown from printing tracks in the, in the back stall of a horse stable to the, the facility we have now. We we print, uh, we have over 900 titles in, in stock. And uh, again, we, we're, we're free will offering a faith-based ministry. Uh, we we answer every call we can. We send out as many tracts as we can as God provides the needs. And uh, a gospel tract is 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 simple tool for a Christian to use. Uh, sometimes it, it allows us to talk to someone, pray with them, share a testimony. Other times the situation may be where we just give it to an individual, and God does the, does the rest. I have testimonies on, on both of those scenarios. But the call is to the, to the Christian, the church. We are called to minister to everyone. We are not to sit idle, particularly in this day and age, as, as the world apparently is a falling apart before our very eyes. God is still calling his children. He is, God loves everybody. I, 
I don't I don't care the the, the race, the religion, you know, the nationality. God loves us all, and it's His passion and His call and His desire that everyone know His Son Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But we are His tools. We are His vessels. The uh, Jews, when Jesus was on 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 the earth, the Jewish nation rejected Him. They they saw the, the miracles, but they still rejected Him. Okay, people have the choice of hearing receiving or rejecting. But we are obligated as Christians, as children of God, we are obligated to present the gospel in Jesus Christ in love, in, in purity, in, in, in sweetness. Because God is, God is love. God is sweet. God is pure. And we are, we are going to be held accountable for the opportunities that we took, the opportunities that we let go by, the ones that we did not talk to. We're going to have to stand before Jesus and he's going to say, well done. I'm proud of you, my good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Or will he, will he be disappointed? You know, Brother Phil, that's such a profound reality for us to be mindful of. And, you know, I think it's very important for us to know that every single, for every one of us as believers, we need to take that very seriously as individual believers. You know, sometimes yes. we may make the mistake of thinking, well, my church does such and such a thing, and um, our denomination does this. But the fact is, God doesn't simply hold us accountable as groups. God holds us largely accountable individually. How faithfully yes. we discerned our specific call from God and how faithfully we carried it out. And one thing yes. we know to be true is that every believer— all over the world has part of the responsibility of sharing the gospel with the world that desperately needs to hear it. And um, it's tragic how many believers, if you'd ask them, when's the last time you shared the gospel with someone, maybe shared your testimony, gave out a gospel tract, or, or even invited someone to church? Many people, many believers, many persons that are regularly going to church would often respond, oh, I've, I've never done any of that. And how tragic, yeah. how tragic. Yeah. Uh, thoughts yeah. that come to your mind about that? Well, I, say, I, I believe that most people, most Christians, believe that the church is there to win souls. No, the church is there to build up the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's the bodies of Christ's responsibility to win souls, mm-hmm. to go door to door. The church, unless they have a, a program uh, to, to go witnessing on a street ministry or missionary program or, or some dynamic outreach program, the body of Christ is the vessel that will carry the Word of God. And if the body of Christ is not active in carrying the Word of God, the church, the local church, will die. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's sad to say that we have so many letters come in, people talk about their church had to close their doors because there was not enough people there, there were not enough funds, there were not, the, the preacher left went someplace else, because the body within the church is dead. Is not living for God in the full. God, God intended for us to walk in power, to walk in His goodness, to walk in His glory. And if we do that, it will it will radiate from us. It will overflow from us onto other people. I've I've had people come to me and say, "Phil, what I what about you? I don't understand you. Where, where are you coming from? Talk to me." What 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 they're seeing is the Holy Spirit. They're seeing God in me. God wants to be. The shining light that comes from people's eyes. He wants to be in their handshake, their smile, their voice of love. The world can see that. 
they can't identify it, but they see it. Mm-hmm. It's up to us to say, okay, let me tell you about the love that's in my heart. I feel for you because I see you in the wheelchair. Can I pray for you? Let me, let me tell you why I want to pray. Because my Jesus is a healer. He'll heal you. Mm-hmm. If we don't share the gospel of Jesus Christ, how are they going to hear it? Mm-hmm. How are they going to know but what someone shares the gospel? We've got to be vibrant. We've got to be alive. As, as Brother Isaac said, we've got to be bold mm-hmm. in the Word of God, bold in the Spirit. The hour is so late, we cannot be timid. That's right. If we're timid, the evil one will walk all over us. If well, we're timid about our testimony, what mm-hmm. good is it? Mm-hmm. That That's a powerful truth to be mindful of. And uh, Now, Brother Philip, if someone listening is thinking to themselves, they would really like to get some of the some of the many gospel tracts that the Gospel Tract Society uh, provides. Tell them how they could get tracts from your ministry. Praise God. There, 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 there are several ways, and I, I, I was reminded of a letter we had from a prisoner uh, last week. He said, you know, not everybody has email, so I will, I will slowly repeat our phone number and our address for those mm-hmm. who don't, do not have email and do not have the web. Our phone number, and if, if the line is busy, which it often is, just leave a message, mm-hmm. is area code 816-775-7700. That's 1997-816-775-7700. Nineteen ninety-seven. Our email address is just our name, Gospel Tract Society. dot org. We have a fabulous web page. It's been been recently rebuilt. Uh, God has used it. His blessing is is reaching many. We can be be reached by email. Again, our name, Gospel Tract Society at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our address, I'll, I'll give it to you, but most people just you know would do the uh, the phone call or the web page. Our address is uh, eleven oh five South Fuller, F U L L E R, Independence, Missouri. That's the home of Harry Truman. Six four zero five one. God is the God of association. Mm-hmm. God, God has given us a wonderful mind, uh, a wonderful body, and it's it's our duty to. Use our body, our mind, for Him and for His glory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Brother Philip, I want to ask this question, too. If someone was to say to you, well, Brother Philip, I've heard about believers giving out gospel tracts, and I, I think it's a good thing, but that's just not me. I don't feel like that's for me. Why should I do it? Uh, again, isn't that what we pay our pastor to do? Why should I get involved? How would you respond to that, uh, such statements well, I, as those? Hey, uh, I walked on this, this path, okay, and I say that everybody, everybody has, everybody's going to see somebody that needs God. Mm-hmm. It takes the Holy Spirit or yielding to the Holy Spirit to to give us the boldness. Now, you may not think it, but I'm I'm an introvert. I, I if you leave me alone, I'll go stand in the corner. But if I'm talking about Jesus. If I'm talking about Heavenly Father, I'll mm-hmm. talk all day long because His boldness rises up in me. Mm-hmm. And I I encourage, and I don't leave home without a gospel tract with me. Mm-hmm. I carry them in my car, in my truck, in my briefcase. Why? 
why do I carry? I, I, I got my testimony. You know, I got the Word of God. I, you know, I read the Bible every day. So why do I, why do I carry the tracks? I ask God to use me every day, mm-hmm. either in, in voice, in action, or in handing out a gospel tract. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a, a couple of testimonies of uh, people who carry gospel tracts. Mm-hmm. The first guy, uh, guy's name is Paul. He's a retired gentleman, retired couple. They live down in Florida. Sweet, sweet couple. Paul is, I would say, also an introvert, but mm-hmm. very, very, very tender in heart. He dropped his wife off at the grocery store, and so he drives around the grocery store parking lot until she comes out with the, with the food. Well, one day he was driving around, and he went around the back of the store, and he saw a young man going through the, on the ground, picking up cigarette butts, finding something with enough tobacco that he could smoke it. And so for Paul's first thought was, well, that poor guy, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's young, but he's a bum. Mm-hmm. And as he drove past him, the Lord said, sir, give him a tract and give him $20. Well, by this time, he was a couple hundred feet past, past him, so he drove around the store again. By the time he got back to where this young man was, he was gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, uh, help me find this young man. You told me to, to, to talk to him. And so he drove around, drove around, drove around, and finally found the man at a fast food restaurant across the street. Mm-hmm. He called him over the car, talked to him, and said, God, God told me to talk to you. So he told him about the plan of salvation, gave him a gospel tract, and gave him a $20 bill. Mm-hmm. And he said, can I pray with you? And the young man right there received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Praise God. Paul is not a dynamic preacher. Mm-hmm. Paul is a retired old man, respectfully stated. Okay, but he loves the Lord. He listens to the Holy Spirit, and because of that, this young man, who's a street person with tattoos and ear piercings and all the other stuff that goes with it, mm-hmm. now is a Christian. Now it's a brother, a brother in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. a family member. The family of God. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we are called to do: is be willing. First, pray. I pray. My my morning prayer is: Father, use me today. Use everything that I think, I say, and I do to bring mm-hmm. glory to Your name. Mm-hmm. Father, broaden my borders and boundaries to further the kingdom, and bring glory to Your name. If if a person is sincere in the prayers, God will honor it. Mm-hmm. God is looking for people to work with him and for him. That's right. He, That's right. The word says his eyes go you know, to and fro looking for servants, looking for vessels. The upside of that is once we are obedient to the word of God, God blesses who we're talking to, and God will bless us for being obedient to his word. Amen. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Philip, Brother Philip Buttram. He's the president of the Gospel Track Society. We'll be right back. Showing me. Some days it'll lift you up, 
Some days it'll call you bluff Man, most of my days I ain't got enough Toby Mack with I Just Need You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Brother Philip Buttram. He's the president of the Gospel Track Society. And Brother Philip, one more time, if someone is listening and they're thinking they'd like to get uh, some of the Gospel Tracks that, or learn more about what you have to offer, what kinds you have, and some that they'd like to look at and consider getting them from you, Tell them how to do that. Absolutely. Praise God. Our phone number, 816-775-1997. Our webpage is just our name, gospeltractsociety.org, uh, all lowercase. And I inadvertently gave you the uh, our street address and not our mailing address, the last segment. Okay. Uh, the preferred mailing address is... P.O. Box 1118, Independence, Missouri, 64050. Uh, e- either of those uh, methods will, will reach us. Uh, we, are, we are blessed and able to get orders out, uh, uh, I would say, 95% the same day, the other 5% maybe the second day. Um, we you would keep the inventory. Uh, we, we print anything we don't have. We Print almost almost instantly, mm-hmm. and and we have you're talking about uh, uh, what we can uh, categories that we have. Uh, let me just just mention the fact that seasons like the holidays, Thanksgiving, Halloween, uh, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, Easter are all perfect idea situations to hand out a gospel tract, mm-hmm. particularly uh, that deal with that that uh, that holiday. We have seasonal tracks on on every season. Uh, <clears throat> we have tracks that deal with uh, uh, just to mention a few: a deeper walk, prayer, warfare, prayer, faith walk, end time, Thanksgiving, encouragement, Christmas, salvation, poetry, scripture, healing, patriotic. We have comic books. The list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with with over nine hundred titles, I don't think there's a topic in the, in the Word of God. Or in our life that is not dealt with 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 scriptures, mm-hmm. uh, from vices, from sin to just you know just comfort someone in, in sorrow. Right. Uh, if, if there's a particular ministry, jail ministry, hospital ministry, uh, retirement ministry, home ministry, 
uh, we have material, God anointed, God given material that's available. Uh, if if someone is interested in the uh, handing out our mailing tracks for Thanksgiving, uh, if they'll contact us by the end of this week, uh, we'll send them a, a free sample pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say by the end of the week because the the postal service is not as dependable as it used to be, mm-hmm. and people will call and they say, "You know, can they get this to me by by next week?" I can get it out, but I can't guarantee it will get there. Mm-hmm. If if someone like like Christmas tracks or New Year's tracks, you know, contact us by the end of the month. We'll send you a sample mm-hmm. that gives ample opportunity to review the sample, contact us again, and we can fulfill the order. Mm-hmm. So we're we're geared up and slated to get the published word of God out. We also mm-hmm. have uh, 2024 pocket calendars that are great for prison ministries, for hospital ministries, mm-hmm. uh, old folks' home. Uh, it's just it has a you know a couple of scripts on there. It has mm-hmm. a holiday that's convenient. It sticks in the pocket. Mm-hmm. So any 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 type of ministry that a person has, uh, if we don't have it, we'll print it for them. Mm-hmm. We just want the word of God out. We will provide tools, seeds for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, do you have any other testimonies or stories that come to mind that really help further illustrate why it's so wise for us as believers to allow the Holy Spirit to to set us on fire with a passion to share the gospel? through the use of gospel tracts and otherwise? Two, two weeks ago, we received a letter from a, a, a lady here in the Midwest. It was unsolicited. Uh, and she said, you know, <clears throat> pardon me. She said, I'm, I'm reminded by the Holy Spirit of a couple of tracts that we gave out a, couple, a few years ago. They had a banquet. I'm not sure what kind of banquet it was, church, whatever. And she said, we normally give a gospel tract to the waiters and waitresses, and I always give uh, a tract when I pay the bill and have a good-sized tip, uh, just so I'm not chintzy or cheap. Mm-hmm. And we gave uh, the waiters and waitresses, and this one waitress said, you know, I've got this pain in my neck. I said, I have to hold my head sideways or else this pain goes all the way down to my leg. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard for me to work. Uh, and this, this lady, this dear sweet lady said, "Is can I pray for you? Well, yeah, I guess so. So after this, after the bank was over, they pulled her aside, her and her family, and they prayed for her healing. Mm-hmm. And they gave her a gospel tract personally. Mm-hmm. Well, two weeks later, this lady and her daughter was down the street at a lawyer's office, and she said, let's go down to the restaurant and get a bite to eat mm-hmm. before the, the appointment. So they walked down there. They went in and sat down, and she said this lady came running towards them. She said, I was startled. I was almost afraid because I didn't know who this woman was or mm-hmm. what she was going to do. But she got closer, and she said, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. <laughs> Praise said, God. I realized, I realized this was the waitress that we had prayed for after the banquet. Mm-hmm. She says, that night, I went home. I read the gospel tract that you gave me. Mm-hmm. I, received, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. and I was healed. Praise God. Praise God. That is great. The lady the lady was not only a vessel, she was not afraid of her faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. She was not afraid to say, I'll pray for you and God not, not do it. No. Mm-hmm. She believed that when she prayed, the power of God's word was still there mm-hmm. and she would be healed. Amen. Praise God. Mm-hmm. It was Praise there. God. She was healed and she is now in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. That's the boldness 
that we need to have in our Father. His His Word is not void. His His Word is true. Right. It always has been. It always will be. Mm-hmm. It's up to us to activate and release the Holy Spirit into somebody's life, to mm-hmm. plant, that, plant that seed, that gospel tract that she carries with her mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they have to read it right now. I've mm-hmm. got stories where people picked up a tract years later. Mm-hmm. But the power of the Word of God is still real. Mm-hmm. It does not die. It does not diminish. It does not wane. God is looking for the opportunity to touch, touch, heal, deliver, and save. Mm-hmm. He wants us as vessels. There's so much work to be done. That's so true, so true. So thank you for sharing that powerful testimony, Brother Butterman. You know, it's wise for us to recognize this, too, that, you know, we're, as you've alluded to, we're to be available vessels, and it's the Holy Spirit. He does all the heavy lifting. We we couldn't save anybody ourselves if we wanted to, but when we're available vessels, the Holy Spirit will reach through our words, our actions, and save people, make them brand new, and in this case, the young lady got saved and healed, and praise and God healed. for that. God Absolutely. is good. Praise God. God is good. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And, uh, you know, one of the beauties behind hearing testimonies like that is that, see, God can do that all day long. That's not hard oh. for him. He just simply wants us to be individual vessels that are saying, use me, Lord. I'm available. Yes. And we're able yes. to share Amen. the gospel again in a restaurant in the grocery store, wherever we may may be, it's an opportunity for us to listen to the Lord about sharing our testimony, giving out a gospel tract, just simply being used of um, the Lord uh, uh, in whatever way he desires to do so. Share with our Amen. listeners one more time, if they want to get gospel tracts from the Gospel Tract Society, how to do that. Our webpage, gospeltractsociety.org. Our phone number, 816 816- Seven seven five, nineteen ninety seven. 1997 mm-hmm. P.O. Box 1118 Independence, Missouri 64050 Praise a- God. Amen. Amen. Brother Butcher, our time is just about gone here. Would you take time to pray for the church that it would be <laughs> set on fire afresh with the spirit of evangelism oh. and discipleship as the Lord would have us to be? Oh, praise God. Father, you set this world in motion. You, you set you call people to you. you. You call ministers to lead the flock. Father, it's not by accident that these men and women uh, were called. You know their heart. Father, I ask that you would instill them right now with a, with a new, fresh fire burning for you, Father, to preach your word in, in truth and in honesty without a compromise, and to challenge the congregation, Lord, to be ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ, to be bold about your word, to be servants, Father, to be faithful to you, to be to be held accountable in righteousness for the work and assignments you've given us to do. Father, draw draw the draw the, the hurting, the hungry, the lost unto you through the church. Minister to the church, Lord. Help them to reach out to neighborhoods, to, to businesses, Father. Just just draw them in with fire and fervor, Father, to minister the Word of God in truth without excuse, with, without compromise. 
in the name of Jesus, Father, draw them to you, I ask you. Jesus, praise your holy name, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And Father, too, thank you. Thank you for the privilege, the honor, the opportunity, and the responsibility you place upon us as your church to be about your business as we, in yes, love, Lord. share the gospel of the world, world that desperately needs to hear it. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship. Jesus. Empower Jesus. us to be people that... Walk in your love continually and walk in your compassion so that when we see people, we recognize that their greatest need is to know Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. And once they come to know him, then they need to begin to grow up. Help us to be about your business. Help us to uh, set priorities according to your word and your will and your heart, Lord. Help us to have ears to hear as you guide us in being available vessels to reach through Jesus. to save and draw people to yourself. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, once again we want to remind you of this very important truth that as believers, again, uh, again, the single most important decision in all of life is the decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. If you're listening today and you've never made that eternally important decision, would you now, from your heart, would you simply pray this prayer and commit your heart and your life, your all, to the Lord Jesus Christ? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life following you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to connect with you, to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Once again, that email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Again, we want to get that to you, but we do need to hear from you. Once again, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Again, our phone guest today has been Philip Buttram, the president of the Gospel Track Society. Brother Philip, one more time, if someone wants to get tracks from you, tell them how they can do that. God bless you. Our web address, gospeltractsociety.org. Our phone number, 816-775-1997. All right. And once again, again, you don't charge for them. You receive donations, but you don't charge for them so people can get them absolutely free, correct? As, that's right. We are we are faith based. Uh, we depend on the gifts, the loveliest donations of God's children to you know supply the need. And All as long right. as God supplies the needs, we'll ship the tracks. Thanks so much. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.